chapter twenty five of monte cristo's daughter by edmund flagg this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter twenty five a visit to the refuge among the details of the count of monte cristo's plan for the rehabilitation of giovanni massetti was a visit to annunziata solara at the refuge in civita vecchia this visit he made one morning in company with zuleika and monsieur and madame morel madame de racogne was delighted to see the count and cordially welcomed him and his party so this handsome young lady is your daughter edmund she said seating herself beside zuleika and taking her hand how rapidly time flies to-day we are in the midst of the enjoyment of youth and to-morrow we are the middle-aged people of our locality then in another brief space we are the aged after which comes death zuleika blushed at helena's compliment to herself and looked at her curiously while she delivered the closing part of her speech but the countess of monte cristo of the past was not of a sombre nature and smiling she added the most dazzling and enchanting side to the picture of youth is love has zuleika count ever experienced the tender passion it will be exceedingly strange if she has not monte cristo's daughter blushed again the count smiled as he replied yes helena zuleika has experienced the crowning passion of life she is betrothed to the viscount giovanni massetti of rome what exclaimed madame de roncagne stricken with amazement and horror that giovanni massetti who has been disowned and disinherited by his father for the commission of one of the vilest and most dishonourable crimes known to the world the same answered monte cristo calmly madame de roncagne was now more astounded than ever you know this man's record and yet you allow him to win your daughter count this is not like you i cannot understand it helena returned monte cristo this poor young man has been maligned falsely accused by persons inimical to him the superior of the order of sisters of refuge slowly but firmly shook her head looking the while at the count and his daughter with an expression of deep sympathy and compassion upon her noble countenance you have been deceived imposed upon edmund she rejoined there can be no doubt whatever as to the young man's terrible and damning guilt besides my assertion admits of immediate verification and proof massetti's unfortunate victim the beautiful peasant girl annunziata solara is now an inmate of this institution whither she dragged herself when overcome by shame and suffering of the keenest description seeking to find here an asylum and a cloister where prying eyes could not find her out and where the venomous tongue of scandal could not tear open her wounds and set them to bleeding afresh she is a member of our order has devoted the rest of her days to the achievement of good actions and the raising up of the fallen and betrayed of her sex annunciata solara is here almost within sound of my voice and will though with reluctance i am convinced confirm every word i have uttered relative to her cowardly and villainous abductor 
to hold an interview with this unfortunate creature is what has brought me here with zuleika and my friends the morels said the count of course i wish to see you helena and enjoy once again the pleasure of your society he added his agreeable smile accompanying his words the superior bowed gracefully and arose i can understand then your anxiety to see and speak with annunziata at the earliest possible moment therefore i will immediately summon her to this apartment where the desired interview can take place without delay as she uttered these words madame de rancogne hastened from the salon shortly afterwards returning with the former flower-girl of the piazza del popolo in rome annunziata stood for an instant in the centre of the apartment gazing inquiringly at the visitors for madame de rancogne had not informed her of their business preferring that monte cristo in his wisdom and experience should conduct the interview and develop his wishes in his own peculiar fashion the count and maximilian gazed at old pasquale solara's daughter with considerable interest but it was an interest altogether masculine valentine also looked at her attentively with that searching penetrating look one woman invariably casts upon another as for zuleika her eyes literally devoured the peasant girl flashing with what was not exactly hatred for a rival but rather an instinctive fear and distrust she was well aware that giovanni had flirted with this girl had been enthralled by her physical charms had almost yielded to her sway and she felt a peculiar interest in the creature who had temporarily at least stolen the heart of her lover from her annunziata had been greatly benefited by her sojourn in the calm and quiet refuge she had by a great and heroic exercise of her strength of mind put aside from her all thoughts of her lamentable history of her suddenly clouded and terrible past she had thoroughly abandoned herself to the discipline and duties of the sisters of the order of refuge and had sought with more or less success even to forget herself her unruffled life passed in the continual doing of good filled her with peacefulness and satisfaction and for the first time in a long while she fully realized what it was to be perfectly contented and happy in consequence her physical condition had improved promptly responding to her mental ease she had recovered the beauty she had lost during her confinement in the bandit's hut and her subsequent wanderings as a homeless starving outcast her plumpness had also returned and her glance had all the brightness and gaiety that had formerly distinguished it still a general refinement had taken possession of her and annunziata was no longer the child of nature she had been when she lived in the romantic cabin in the forest madame de rancogne was the first to speak sister annunziata she said here are his excellency the count of monte cristo zuleika his daughter and monsieur and madame morel allow me to make you acquainted with them and to assure you that they are true friends of mine firmly to be relied on they wish to interrogate you in regard to a certain matter you can answer their questions without fear and without the slightest hesitation the count of monte cristo is the very soul of chivalry and honour
the count bowed in acknowledgment of this well-turned speech and addressing annunziata who notwithstanding madame de roncagna's assurances began to tremble and feel distressed said sister annunziata i wish to ask you certain important questions as your superior has told you i am pursuing an investigation that promises to be fruitful in the very best results of the highest possible good sister annunziata i wish your aid in clearing the record of an innocent man one who has suffered as greatly as you have and for whom you can therefore feel pity and sympathy i allude to the viscount giovanni massetti the girl gave a sudden start and turned ghastly pale the viscount giovanni massetti repeated she interrogatively half doubting whether she could have heard the name aright yes said monte cristo the viscount giovanni massetti who has been falsely accused of having abducted you falsely accused cried annunziata why signor count of monte cristo the wretched young man is guilty of everything with which he has been charged whether the charges were made by persons inimical to him or not the visitors were still closely watching the peasant girl they had expected she would say exactly what she had said and therefore were not in the slightest degree astonished or disconcerted her earnestness and the circumstance that she certainly ought to know the identity of her abductor were well calculated to inspire confidence in her statements and to induce a belief in the guilt of the young viscount massetti monte cristo answered annunziata firmly but considerately sister he said notwithstanding your belief that massetti was your abductor i know the contrary to be true and have in my possession indubitable proof of what i assert annunziata shook her head the proof must indeed be conclusive that would shake my belief she said with a slight trace of bitterness in her tone it is conclusive but if young massetti is innocent of my abduction and of my poor brother's murder who then in heaven's name is the guilty party luigi vampa luigi vampa yes he forced his way into your cabin on that eventful night abducted you and afterwards shot your brother lorenzo in the forest you say you have indubitable proof of this how was it obtained from a man named peppino who overheard all the details of the nefarious bargain and conspiracy entered into by the brigand chief and old pasquale solara pasquale solara my father oh signor count what do you mean be calm my child and listen to me your father despicably sold you to luigi vampa for a large sum of money and they together so arranged the abduction that all suspicion would fall with crushing force upon the shoulders of the young italian annunziata put her hand to her forehead and stood still rooted to the spot by 
horror and amazement she had no great love for her moody and morose father who never had done anything calculated to inspire affection for him in the bosom of his daughter but at the same time it seemed incredible and horrible to her that her parent should have been guilty of this unnatural behaviour towards her of this unmanly conduct with regard to an innocent guest who in all confidence was partaking of the hospitality his roof afforded she looked at monte cristo doubtingly and then at madame de rancogne who was smiling upon her encouragingly as god is my judge said she solemnly i believe giovanni massetti to have been my abductor of course returned monte cristo but you are in error i saw his face surely i ought to have been able to recognize that certainly but i tell you everything was so arranged as to deceive you into believing the young italian the criminal the despicable wretch who had failed to respect a woman's honour it may be as you assert but i cannot rid myself of my firm and deep-rooted belief in the matter i have forgiven the viscount massetti for the foul wrong he did me but to the latest day of my earthly existence i shall believe him guilty suddenly fixing her eyes upon zuleika with a gaze of bewildering intensity annunziata stood as if anxious to speak to her of some very important topic monte cristo's daughter divined this and going to the former flower-girl said to her is there anything i can do for you sister annunziata if so you have only to ask it annunziata laid her hand upon zuleika's shoulder asking in a tone that notwithstanding all her efforts to control it was not a little unsteady and tremulous do you love him do you love the viscount massetti yes answered zuleika lowering her eyes beneath the intensity of the other's look so i thought but oh daughter of a noble family beware of the perfidious young man he will not hesitate to deceive you as he deceived me then he will leave you to your fate as he left me to mine and lifelong sorrow and misery will be your portion zuleika gazed pityingly at the peasant girl you loved him once did you not she asked perhaps i did perhaps i did not replied annunziata i do not know certainly my heart spoke for him but that may have been only friendly esteem however after the abduction and the horrible and disgraceful events that followed it i grew to hate him with the bitterest description of hate i have told you that i have forgiven him and it was the truth i have forgiven and am endeavouring to forget him there was a suspicious glitter in the girl's eyes as she spoke something that hinted of the presence of tears but the glitter passed away and turning to madame de rancogne she said are your guests through with questioning me madame the superior madame de rancogne glanced inquiringly at monte cristo who nodded his head affirmatively the interview is concluded replied helena and now if you so desire you can return to your apartment annunziata more affected and agitated by what she had just passed through than she cared to admit 
bowed to the visitors and the superior and hastily quitted the salon poor girl she remains perfectly unconvinced said monte cristo after her departure and she is right rejoined madame de rancogne warmly i have heard all the details of her story and the chain of evidence against the viscount giovanni massetti is altogether complete to doubt his guilt would be sheer idiocy after a sojourn of a few hours longer at the refuge monte cristo and his party returned to rome to go actively to work in massetti's cause End of chapter twenty five